Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This is the final word, T20 World Cup Daily Day 17 uh, with Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins, brought to you by Seabus Super. Chucker.com.au on there if you want to find the website. That's the way it works on the internet. It was a major day in Brisbane. We're at the Gabba, the Volangebert, as they say in French. Uh, it was England playing New Zealand and Afghanistan playing Sri Lanka to see who could still make it out of Group A. And, well, fewer teams, but still some who might not have made it out of today. To explain that further, I think we'll do the second game first because that has the more, more of the ramifications okay. for the top end of town, uh, as elitist as that may seem. Adam, <laughs> you've got to tell us about England and New Zealand in the space of 30 seconds. All right, I'll try. I was a bit low energy, Jeb Bush yesterday. I'll have okay. a crack. All right, 30 seconds starting now. Uh, New Zealand had to bowl first because England won the toss. That's the way the game works. <laughs> they had to bat first, and they made 179 for six in their 20 overs, led by Josh Butler, 73 from 50-something balls. He was sluggish at the start, only hit two boundaries in the first 10 overs. Then he caught up as they do. Meanwhile, Alex Hales, 52 from 40, opening with him, did the majority of the damage inside the power play. Mm -hmm. uh, in response, New Zealand were stuffed at the start, or so it felt. Then they had a brilliant partnership, well, really a brilliant effort from Glenn Phillips, who made a half century and 25 balls. He slowed mm -hmm. down. He was batting with Williamson, who made 40 off 40. They lost four wickets in four overs between overs 18, uh, 15 and 18, I think it was, which meant they were no chance of chasing it down. They lose by 20 runs, but pretty good game of cricket. Mm, it was a good game of cricket. Um, and you caught up a little bit at 
at the back there as well. You spent the first seven seconds talking about the toss. Um, so that does make it hard to get through your 30 after, seconds. After declaring, I wouldn't do any low energy stuff like yesterday. I'm like, yes, and um, this is what happened. And, um, you know, uh, so, to, I mean, that's today, referee did a splendid job. Andy Pycroft. <laughs> let, let me talk you through yeah. uh, some of the third umpire decisions, <laughs> full, frame by frame. Rocket Rod Tucker did a bloody great job. Now, let's see. I think this is a tale of two cities, if you will. You've got a team that had a brilliant opening partnership with the bat and then buggered it up through the back end of the innings, and you've got a team yeah. that had a horrible opening partnership or opening sort of power play and buggered it up there and then had to try to catch it up. I mean, yeah. Eng England, like you spoke about Butler not putting the foot down through the first 10 overs. He didn't need to at first because Alex Hales was, was doing it for yeah. him. Yeah. So Hales was going after it and doing the hitting early. Butler was able to follow up once Hales got out. They're up and running, they're cruising, and so they say, all right, well, let's pop Mo and Ali up the order to hit some spin. Let's pop Liam Livingston up the order. And it didn't really work out. They ended up shuffling their batting around. David Milan ended up coming in at eight. Ben Stokes came in at seven. It was, it was confusing. Um, and, and Milan ends up making three off one ball at the end as, as the guy who's supposed to be first drop. Uh, the Livingston promotion kind of works. 20 off 14, that's, that's almost good enough. Uh, the Moen one didn't. He ended up holding out. And it just meant like those wickets stalled the momentum that they did have from, from the openers. And, and Butler was at one end trying to keep it going until he gets basically run out by Stokes by accident. Yeah, I think it was fine. I mean, you, of course you've got to promote those bigger yeah. hitters and you hope that one of Moeen, Livingston, mm. Brooke works. And Not tonight, that it's the wrong move, just no, that it didn't work. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, yeah, but like one kind of did, 20 off 14 after the opening partnership last <sighs> until what? They were batting until over number 11. So mm. if that's 30 off 17 balls, we're probably having a different conversation. But, sure. you know, um, Livingston plays the clever over-the-shoulder lap scoop thingy mm -hmm. and then tries it again and Lockie Ferguson a bit fuller mm -hmm. and knocks him over and that, that's kind of the, the turning point of the back half. Probably my question out of all of this is like, what does Ben Stokes represent at the moment in this mm -hmm. T20 side? Vibes. I, I, well, yeah, vibes really because he didn't bowl overs one and seven today as he did uh, earlier in the competition. He did take a wicket in the one over he bowled but he was, he was the seventh bowler used and from memory it was an important wicket. It was in that collapse. I'll bring it up now. I may as well acknowledge when he took his wicket. Kane Williamson. That's what got it started actually, the start of the collapse. Mm -hmm. So he plays a role there and of course he, he's important in the field and provides leadership and all of that. Yep. But specifically as a batter, um, his strike rate's not where it needs to be. Um, he's struggling to find the boundary. Uh, it, it doesn't quite line up as far as what you're expecting at that time of the innings. Mm. You kind of get how Mo and Ali gets out trying to hit a six. Yep. You know what I mean? Whereas with Ben Stokes, it, it doesn't, it's not that he's trying to bludgeon balls out of the ground. It's that that's not even his starting point. It's that he's not necessarily able to come in and do that from ball one. I mean, my feeling, and maybe this would be um, contradicted by stats, but it, it's that people think of him as being the super attacking player because of what he does in test cricket. He's a super atta attacking player by test cricket standards. And, the way that he scores in test cricket is exciting, but he's able to still identify which ball he wants to try to hit for six in a test match. He can lie bowls up too, because he, know, he knows that in test cricket, you're not sure. getting sort of back of the hand, halfway down the track, just on yep. the edge of the tram track stuff, which now is kind of what defines, you know, uh, you see the pitch map in T20 sure. now, it's very, very different to the way it looked 10 years ago. But if you've got, say, five overs in a test match where you take a few singles and hit two sixes, sure. that's an extremely attacking way to play the game. If you do yeah. that in a T20, you should be sacked. You yeah. know, you can't play that way. And I think that, like, Stokes has shown he has the capacity to do it, going back to the 2017 edition of the IPL when he was player of the tournament, made mm. a century. Like, but I think he was opening then. Yeah. And it's a different game opening to coming in in a dynamic middle order when you don't quite know yeah. what overs you'll be batting in. Sure. I, mean, I suppose you never do, but 
Like, these are, we, we talked about it last night with Tim David, didn't we? These are specialised roles increasingly. And he's a, he's a generalist, yeah. often going into it's a like specialised spot. like an old school spot. amateur. He's like when you used he's to He's a have... utility. On the back of the footy cards growing up, you'd see, you know, Andy Gowers, great man, um, utility, because he played sure. multiple positions. Yep. But if, if you know, if it were say the 1920s and they're touring South Africa and there's there's Sir Lieutenant Colonel Reginald yeah, something yeah. someone or other who's batting at nine and doesn't bowl because you've you've got your, um, your, your uh, major Major General Bennett. Yeah, yeah, you, you've yeah. got you've got your sort of honorary captain on tour and it feels like he's he's the major honorary um, type who's who's touring around with this team. It was a really good ball to get rid of Williamson. Followed him. He was trying to glide yeah, it down yeah. to deep third and um, hit it to the fielder. Good catch two from Adil Rashid. Yeah. Important time because. Um, Winviz, by the way, took them from just jumping into the New Zealand chase for a moment. Okay. They were at one stage, they hovered around 25% New Zealand, and I thought that was generous. I'm thinking, sure. well, no one Alley's first over, yep. it's spinning huge. They've got Livingston landing it on a hanky and doing a great job with his leggies. They've got Adil yep. Rashid, who conceded, I think he conceded 16 runs from his first three overs. That's like, right. Where yep. are they getting these runs from? Sure. Um, they've got maybe 12 overs of spin at their disposal. Mm-hmm. They don't use Moeen again, mm-hmm. they don't bowl out. Livingston, he bowls three, then comes off yep. maybe injured. Chris and, Jordan comes on late. And that's and then, pretty and then, much entirely because there's one over where Phillips hits Rashid. And they and, go, OK, we're not going to bowl spin to Phillips. And then. I actually thought that was a little bit... Uh, I'll, I'll try and find the right word here. I'm not going to say cocky, but like two overs from Rashid from the Vulture Street end with the short boundary, yeah. which worked. But it was clear that Phillips was moving through the gears. He'd had mm. one good over before that. It was a big risk having your spinner at Rashid, at Phillips, who it was almost like a free over, mm. knowing that it was the last over they were likely to get from slow bowling from the Vulture Street end with the 70 metre boundary. Sure. And sure enough, um, he's, he's taken down by Phillips yep. and he reaches 50. And at that point, I mentioned Widbids before, they were ahead, I reckon. I reckon it went 51 49 New Zealand with sort of six overs to go. It yep. was not, I wouldn't say their game to lose, but it was evens. Mm. And that was a hell of an effort considering. Williamson started sluggishly as he does, and he well, was playing the anchor role. Sluggishly. But I mean, I suppose he was playing a role because Phillips' yeah. was, strike rate was always up around 150 to 200. But nevertheless, there was a. Well, a Phil- and Phillips, Phillips got dropped. And the other reason is because Phillips gets dropped early. So sure. you're thinking he might be going scratchily because Moeen puts him down, straightforward chance of cover. You're like, well, yeah. this game, it could be 100 for six any moment now. Sure. Yeah. But it, it, so it felt to me like, yeah, we'll stay in the New Zealand chase initially. I mean, you look at what they did against Australia. It was Allen and Conway doing yep. things off the top. Conway's out for three off nine balls. Um, Allen takes about three overs before he fight, swings the bat in anger. He hits one six. He has a couple of big shots. He holds out. So that doesn't work either. And then, I mean, and Williamson played some delightful shots. You know, don't get me wrong. That little turn away from Mark Wood off the toes oh, for, for four yeah, out to deep yeah. backward square leg. The one that he threaded through the covers. But at the point that he's out, like 40 off 40 balls, it's not... It's not like he needed to be 70 off 40 balls, but if he'd been 50 off 40, that would have helped a lot. If he'd, yeah. if he'd been able to push the accelerator just that bit more. And he didn't and couldn't and wouldn't. And there were so many overs through the first 10 where they were getting three off the over or five off the over or six off the over. Right. And it's just not enough when you come out needing eight and over. You've got to try to take some advantage of the but they did. Play. But they did together, like as a union. They got it down Eventually, from needing 13 and over to needing 11 and over. Like, they, but that they was did almost enough. all Phillips. And that was Phillips. No, sure. That's Phillips later in the partnership. Phillips earlier in the partnership is trying to get set. He's not able to score that quickly. And Williamson still isn't helping him by trying to keep the scoring going. I, so. I reckon you and I both would have said when 
Williamson got out. Gee, that's a blow, but it this was, is a good yeah. out. But, but I, I reckon we both would have independently said that's a good outcome for New Zealand yeah. because that Jim, bit is done. And, and Jimmy Neesham comes out and hits his first, first ball for four, pulls it for four. You've got a left yeah. hand, a right hand, you've got five overs to go, and they need 57 off 30 balls at that point. And you think, OK, well, this New Zealand could do this, but if one more wicket falls, they won't. That's what I'd said at the time. As much as and, it, and that's what happened. Yeah, as much as I'm, I'm reluctant to be critical of two guys I really like in Neesham and Mitchell, they both got a little bit a little bit selfish. There were four out on the leg side to the long boundary, and it is a long boundary at the mm. Gabba when you're playing all the way across the table. Um, I think it was the last ball from the over at the Stanley Street end where he tries... I got the ends right? No, it would have been the Vulture Street it was end. It's Mitchell who Hitting, goes last ball of the yeah, over. Yeah, so there's two overs in a row. It would have been the fifth ball of the previous over for Nisham and the sixth ball of the over for... Um, Mitchell, Mitchell yeah. and in both cases had they waited till the next over they would have been hitting to the short boundary right. and both of them hole out when they yep. probably were better served just making it to the next over right. and giving themselves a clean slate against the new bowler yep. so they both misjudge when the right time to go is and mm. um, in the case of Mitchell he's caught on a rope just after they make the change to the subfielder wasn't it when Livingston goes off Jordan comes on one of the best fielders in the world takes two catches at long on in two overs game yep. over yeah, exactly. And and I'm sure a bit will be made of that, but they were straightforward catches. Yeah, and Livingston yeah, yeah. is their other best fielder, basically. So no, sure, yeah. it's not like he came off for Adel Rashid. No, he, he did have an ankle complaint coming in. The ball did hit him on the ankle when he was bowling. I'm, sh I'm sure there will be a headline on some website tomorrow saying England subfielder, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, and, and Jordan does field a lot at the end of T20 internationals. But today, I think it was fine. There might be other times you could take issue with. But yeah, there was certainly the English press around me were getting very nervous after Phillips hits those couple of sixes of Rashid, it's 50, what was it, 57 off 30 needed, and they're like, oh God, we're gonna, we're going we're, we're gonna blow this one. <laughs> and I, I just thought a wicket will come at some point in these last five overs, and when it does, it'll become too much, and that's what happened because Mitchell comes in, he, he's got to take his time, you know, faces a few balls, can't really score, ends up holding out. When he holds out, it's pretty much a free hit, but it just leaves too much for Phillips to do on his own. He ends up needing 50 off about the last three overs, and, and that's just too, a bridge too far. A couple of bits of fielding I want to highlight. Well, one from earlier, Tim Southey, with that yep. excellent indoor cricket backhand, a brilliant work, but yep. ones that actually influenced the trajectory of the game. I know it wasn't the hardest chance for Sam Curran running back on the fat side of the ground with um, Nisham's pull shot, but boy, it was crucial. Yeah. And there were a number of drop catches in the game. And straightforward. And Curran too. takes two for 26 as well. He gets yeah. one of the wickets in the collapse. Like he I reckon you can build, I reckon you can build a case he was player of the match. I actually mm -hmm. argued on radio he was, mm -hmm. um, on the basis that he did a number of things that proved vital at crucial moments in the win for England. Across the discipline. And, and you the know, triple threat. And I just think that for England, you need players with that. Mm. You, can, you know. You can easily see a world where yeah. Daryl Mitchell, who walked out in the semi-final last year with Jimmy Neesham and, mm. and, and took that semi from England from underneath their nose, where one of those two come off and we're having a very different conversation yeah. around England. It's like, how, the, how did they botch this yeah. tournament with such a strong team on paper, mm. such a good build-up in Pakistan away from home and then beating Australia 2-0. It would have been 3-0 if not for rain in Canberra. But now they've got a bit of belief again. And I, mm -hmm. and I look at Sam Curran as someone who was able to influence the game throughout the night Okay. and take a crucial catch. I mean, we saw Williamson put down a, a catch off Butler early, which proved vital. Um, we saw Mo and Ali put down Phillips in single digits, who went on to make 50. I mean, this wasn't, for whatever reason, an easy night to take catches, yeah. and, and, and Curran did when it mattered most. Right, yeah, that, that, that was certainly important. I thought that yeah, New Zealand just left themselves too much to do towards the back. And the other point I'd make is that England dominated New Zealand's quicks, and that's been True. the 
the number one thing for New Zealand in this tournament has been how well Bolt and Southie have bowled. They've had Ferguson in with pace to back them up. All three of them went for more than 40 off their four overs. They all went at over tens. So the two spinners for New Zealand went for 48 from 48 balls, they took were a couple of wickets. They were brilliant, the two spinners. Yep. And uh, and the three seamers went for, I think, 128 off 12 overs. Yeah, just to I build, mean, they got pumped. Just to build on that. So the two spinners, Sartner goes for 25, one wicket. Sodi for 23, one wicket. Yeah. Um, we, we've seen no pressure put back on the Saudi bolt combination. Coming into tonight, their collective mm -hmm. figures were 10 for 55 in the tournament okay. from like 15 overs or something like that. And here's one and, thing. And, and part of that is batting first, right? They've got scoreboard pressure yeah. against Australia and Sri Lanka. So bowling first, different dynamic. But much as it was with Ireland and England, if you're the batting side, batting first, and you make a if you make a point of going after the senior bowlers, it can set the tone. Yeah. And it did set the tone for England tonight. They went after those two guys. One thing that I would like to throw out there just as a question, when you, particularly you have a spinner and someone gets after them and they go for a lot of one over, teams drag them all the time. They, they don't bowl out the rest of their overs. When you have a big name opening fast bowler who gets smashed around and say they've gone for heaps off the first three, they always get to bowl their four. You know, they always get brought back on. And it seemed like that was that was too rigid from New Zealand tonight. They didn't say, okay, well, have we got another option here? Have we got someone who can do something? Can some? And I'm sure there are injury reasons and all of the rest of it. But like, can Nisham bowl an over? Can yeah. Williamson bowl an over? I know he's got a dodgy back and all the rest of it. But can someone do something rather than just going Ferguson, Southie, Bolt and watching them get pumped again? I was surprised that Nisham didn't bowl an over in the first 10 to see how he was going. I'm not sure whether he's bowling much at all at the moment. I'm, I'm not across that detail. I haven't seen um, him bowling in the tournament. Yeah, which well, he hasn't bowled in the tournament, maybe so I'm not, not sure if he's, he's right or otherwise. But yeah, whether it were Nisham or Mitchell, I would have bowled one over Somebody. just to give themselves some flex, yeah. and they didn't. So they were kind of, it's a bit hard to ask. I know we saw it down at Jong a couple of weeks ago um, with the well, UAE. How do I see him? But it, it isn't usually the convention to throw the ball to your sixth or seventh bowler in over 15 or 16. And that was the point where Nisham and, sorry, rather, Saudi and Bolt were going around. They weren't going around at the start. It was more no. like overs three and four was when they caught their tap. So. Yeah. In a way, it was like a calculated assault on yeah. the two best bowlers. And I'm looking forward to seeing how England go about their business against Sri Lanka because now um, they've got their mojo back a wee bit, mm. making 179 tonight. They are going to be in a fascinating position on Saturday at the SCG. I think we should go there because well, Australia. Yeah. Well, okay, why don't we do. We'll we've do we've got to look first. at Sri Lanka. Okay, yeah. Because they played Afghanistan today. Why don't you quickly run through that in 30 seconds? All right. Uh, well, Afghanistan <coughs> batted first and it actually did okay. Yeah. They looked like they were in a position to make bigger runs and they did at one stage. Lost wickets late, ended up with 144. And Sri Lanka got their four wickets down, two each for Rashid and Majib, the, the two spinners of such class and quality. It ended up being relatively comfortable for Sri Lanka, but another one of those nearly run things for Afghanistan. Um, and if I can segue out of the 30 second summary to say this there was a point there where they were 113 for three they had four overs left to go and so and they had two set players in um, in Najibullah and, and Gulbin in Naib at that point like they could have looked at 160 you know they could have been pushing for something in those last few overs and wickets fell at the wrong moment you know they, they couldn't keep that momentum going through the last few overs they ended up stalling and they end up on 144 which wasn't quite enough but it's it's it felt like another of those nearly there things against a team who you know on a good day they can beat Afghanistan yeah I was trying to bring up the over when you were talking then there was the Rashid Khan over when he's brought back for his third mm. and he finds the inside edge that misses the stumps by a millimetre yep and it goes for four. And later in the over, he's hit for a six. I think it's Dan and, 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 he has, and he has the LBW that he reviews, which is 
I mean, should be out. It's sort of turning in. It's hit just on the line of leg stump, and it, and it shows that it's umpire's call whether it's hitting leg stump or not. And, it's, and the not out remains the the decision. I think that was in the same over. That is the that is the moment. That is yeah. the bit that changes the game. They get that wicket there, and the mm. game probably opens up for Afghanistan. And sure. indeed, the draw does because if they were to win today and they beat Australia, well, they're through to the semi-final. Now, yeah. different equation now of course things have evolved a wee bit since then with New Zealand losing tonight and so on but there was a little opening for them mm. today and they, and they weren't able to climb through it but at least they got on because when we woke up this morning and it was a sideways rain in Brisbane I, I did have a moment when I'm like fuck they're gonna get rained out for a third time in a row yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> which, which would have been harsh but almost as bad as that was that it looks like Rashid Khan's done his knee he did, did a Simon Jones sliding across late on the boundary yeah. line got his knee caught in the turf it, it it didn't look as horrible as that previous one in terms of the the dig and the contact wasn't as deep, but he was in real strife. He walked off the field just in front of us. He was really favouring um, that you know, the right leg where, where he, he dug in the left knee, and um, you know it, I, I would guess from that view that I mean he's not going to play on Friday and that he might yeah. be in longer term trouble. I, I just yeah the fact that he was able to hobble off and they didn't take him off on the stretch it would suggest it's not yeah. going to be a complete knee reconstruction Gary Bacanara style. At least sure. it won't be something like that. Um, so. Afghanistan lose, Sri Lanka win. Notionally, Sri Lanka is still in the tournament. Mm -hmm. You have to sort of really want it to make it happen, but they can. Yeah. They've lost two games. They've got one to go. They haven't been rain affected as yet. So if they would have been four points, so they need two of the five point teams to lose. Yeah, if, if, so if, if Afghanistan beat Australia yeah. and then they beat England, yeah. they're through. So that can happen. But so the more likely scenario, that's the only way they get in. Yeah. No, no net run rate connotations because no. they haven't had a run that game. They would get to six points. So you've got New Zealand, England and Australia all on five points, all separated by net run rate. And, all, and, and so New Zealand will play Ireland, England will play Sri Lanka, Australia will play Afghanistan. And it's just about who can win those games. New Zealand's net run rate's fine. So if they win, they're through. And Australia and England will be playing off on net run rate. Exactly. So to, to make it really simple, New Zealand, if they don't beat Ireland, they don't deserve to be there. They'll beat Ireland. Their yeah. net run rate's fine. Their, their buffer is effectively an extra win. What they did on night one against Australia has yeah. proved instrumental to that. What's going to happen, I think, I hope, is Australia are going to play Afghanistan. They're going to go, right, we are behind on net run rate at the moment by a little bit. 0.5, I reckon. England, England are point. England are in the, in the in the positives by 0.5, yep. and Australia are in the negatives by 0.3. So That's still a decent chunk, 0.8. But anyway, yep. Australia are going to go. We need to eliminate the 0.8, mm. and we need to add some serious. Interest. I mean, it's 0.8 between them, between sure. the, between the negative three. Yeah, they need, they need to take out England. They need to get ahead of England, and yep. they need to power home the advantage. They need to hashtag beat England. <laughs> they need to hashtag beat England. That's right. They need to absolutely remember that. <laughs> Was that the 2017 I mean, That was, the, that was in a competitive field, that is for me the most embarrassing <laughs> moment in Australian cricket history. The big hashtag beat England in 1718 that if you read it differently, you can interpret as beaten gland. <laughs> beaten gland. Uh, the old right. beaten gland. <laughs> so I think that what would be fun is if yep. Australia go out, and look, of course, I don't want to see Afghanistan spifflicated, but in a way I kind of do in this one-off situation, because if Australia go nutso and Maxi does a Maxi thing and they bowl him out for 100 or whatever, we might end up in a situation where England will have their destiny in their own hands playing Sri Lanka on the last day, hoping yep. there's no rain. But it'll be like, well, South Africa last year. Yeah, on you've, the got final beat, game of the, you've got to beat Sri Lanka by more than 80 runs or whatever Or you need to chase it down in, you know, they might get set. Yeah. 140, you need to get it in 13. 12 or 13 overs with Butler and Livingston opening and yeah, all yeah. of those crazy things you get on the final day of a competition. Right. We have now set up, thanks to, weirdly, the rain. That's what's got us to this point because yeah. the three sides who are vying for the spots are mm -hmm. the only three. Yep. Well, not the only three, but the three who are affected by mm -hmm. getting one point. 
Right. So that yeah, I mean, all's well that ends well on that front. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it's 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 going to make the last weekend extremely interesting. Um, should we move to a Hall of Fame? We should. The Seabus Super Hall of Fame making your hard work pay off 8.88% average return over the 38 years I've been in operation, the 38 years that I've been alive for. 1984, it's like 1984, dance like a robot, all uh -huh. the rest of it. You sure. can't do that to the new Arctic Monkeys album. It's not right. that kind of album. Nope. You've got to give it time to bet in. Okay. Don't right. judge it after one listen. All right. Acknowledge the fact that Alex Turner okay. is a bloody complex guy. Okay. Yes, I know they don't do choruses anymore, but we can't just decide what this guy's going to be as an artist for the next 30 years of his life. Based it's on not what our job. It's not, it's not, our, it's not just it's, about what you did before. If it's about what you did before, George Dockrell would still be a left arm spinner. Exactly. And now he bats six. And don't get me wrong, of course I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hear the early albums and dance all night to them. Sure. That's going to happen That's for fine. the rest of my life, regardless. What they do now is a different thing yep. altogether. Seabus keep on, keeping on, by yep. contrast. Sure. Um, as I say, 38 years they've been in the caper. Superannuation started. Yep. Uh, they have got... A, a great story to tell. Why, why, we, why we like talking about super, it's fundamentally a good thing. Yeah. And if you don't have your super sort of that, you are doing yourself a disservice. Seabussuper.com.au, and that's a very easy transition. Tell them we sent you. Yeah, and it's one of those nice things that you can have when you live in Australia. An industry super fund for members. It's not for, for, your not for profit, for your members. Okay. And, 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 they, and they manage a lot of money, and, and past performance isn't a reliable indicator of future performance. But bloody hell, it's a good story. Uh, the Hall of Fame today, there is there is only one candidate for me. There is only one possible option. I mean, when I woke up this morning and looked at the 11, before I headed to the ground, I saw that Gilbert Ian Naib, who had been brought back into the squad as an injury replacement, had parachuted into the 11 itself. Yeah. My heart was swell, swollen. It was full of joy. I thought, here he is, the bodybuilder from the 2019 World Cup, the man who captained for about six weeks, just happened to encompass a World Cup, the man who opened the batting and the bowling with himself <laughs> when he was captain. He bowled those last <laughs> overs when the riot broke out against That's Pakistan. Right, against Pakistan when they were in a position to win the game and I think he went for 17 off the over. I mean, he's brave, you know. You, you, one thing you can say about Gulbadeen is he's a thinker, he's original, he doesn't back down. He's a dancer. Down. He doesn't back down. So he was there, he came out, he He's the okay. voice of a nation. <laughs> I don't know if he's the voice, but he's the biceps of a nation. What was that know? old thing? He's a, a singer, a dancer, a voice of the nation. He died of autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> Michael Hutchins, Michael Hutchins. Well, well, look, I mean, all of that could be ahead of him. Who knows? Yeah. Um, or, or it might be a different path, let's hope so. But look, here's the thing. He, he sets off for a run. He gets sent back. He lands heavily on his elbow. He loses his bat. And he then proceeds to try to roll into his crease. He's lying prone on the ground, like imagine a, uh, a hot dog rolling down a hill. He's trying to roll end over end over end into the crease uh, to see if he can get there before the ball comes back. Spoiler, he can't. The only reason, I think the only reason that he can't is because he kind of bails out part way through because he realises this is a bit embarrassing and so he slows down. I think if he fully committed to the role, he would have made it. I think if he'd been at Lords with the slope, oh, yeah. if he'd been coming down the hill, he would have made it with a head of steam. And then having been run out in this comical fashion, he gets up and goes, oh, I really hurt my elbow when I fell over and goes off cradling the elbow and sits there cradling the elbow for the next half hour just to make sure that everybody can see, you're not allowed to laugh at me for trying to roll back into my crease because my arm is very sore. You know who wouldn't? Have, he wouldn't have balked in a situation like that after a little commando roll. Stephen Kernahan, he'd yeah. still be rolling yeah. down the Lord's Slope if he was permitted the chance to play oh, yeah. there and not the Oval. Oh, any Premier League footballer would be <laughs> flying through the air, rolling, gathering no moss as they tumble down the hill. Uh, my nomination is just like kind of a cute one. So at the end of the game today, all of the New Zealand and England players, who are just a nice bunch of young kids really, they were all kind of hanging out 
like shadow batting. I think it was Williamson mm -hmm. there with Chris Jordan, with Mo, with Lockie Ferguson. They were clearly still talking about cricket because they just love the cricket. <laughs> Thanks, Basil. Uh, well, yeah, so Gulbadan, good to have you back. Let's hope there's one more outing. Maybe he can captain again on, on Friday just for old times sake. OK, this has been the Final Word Daily, day 17. We're on a flight at 7am to Adelaide where we'll be at Adelaide Oval tomorrow for the doubleheader between the Dutch and Zimbabwe, oh, followed yeah. by India and Bangladesh. India needs to win both of their games to qualify, having dropped yep. uh, their games to South Africa a couple of days ago. Look, of course they're going to qualify. But gee, wouldn't it be interesting if Bangladesh do the business and then they've got to mm -hmm. front up and beat Zimbabwe in front of 95,000 at the MCG to finish the group stage. We should be so lucky. We're here for Seabus, making your hard work pay off. Seabussuper.com.au. Off to bed. Night. Good night.